Hey everybody, it's We've Got the Beat, the podcast devoted to teen movies of the 80s and 90s, and frankly, I've been thinking lately about re-editing the, uh, the little artwork and adding 2000s to it, because, uh, Mindy, you realize how many uh, unbelievably yeah. great teen movies there are in the 80s? Uh, sorry. Uh-huh. I just screwed it up. I'm tired. Uh, I meant the 2000s. In the 2000s? Yes, I don't know what the hell yeah, this happened. Yeah, I know, because <laughs> that's, that's what I was watching in the 2000s. Yeah, and that's... I a, watched all of those well, movies. It's all the big revivals, so I think I'm going to have to amend this, unless we're going to do, like, we got to beat the next generation. We could do uh, we got to beat part two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> no, no, that's a tired joke. Don't you dare pull that hackney crap on me. <laughs> you shut up. I say what I want. <laughs> Um, so this episode we'll be discussing, I think, maybe my favorite teen movie of all time, and possibly my favorite movie of all time, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and it's the 25th anniversary of Clueless. Now, what is the connection between the two besides the obvious that they're teen movies set in high school? The director, Amy Hackerling, and uh, she broke out with Fast Times, and then she saved her career with Clueless. And for what? I don't know. I'm trying to, to think. Make what, garbage. What, no, 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 no. Um, she did a really good movie. Oh, yeah, I had it in my head. It's with Paul Rudd and Michelle Pfeiffer. It was a directed video movie. It went, it went straight to Blockbuster, but it was supposed to be in theaters, but a weird contract thing kept it from being there, but it's great. Oh, that I can, Never Be Your Woman. Yes, I Could Never Be Your Woman. Um, so for her, it's Fast Times, then uh, I believe Johnny Dangerously. Um, uh-huh, which is kind of odd when I discovered that fact. Yeah, a European Vacation, and then I lose also track. Also didn't know that. Did, I don't know what she did between that and Look Who's Talking. Now, Look Who's Talking, of course, was a huge hit, and that kind of helped her, too. But after that, it was Look Who's Talking, too. Look who's talking now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Clueless have a, a very, very similar vibe. Do, I don't see that at all. How, why do you see that? I'm curious. Um, <laughs> the I'm not sure if I can I can I can explain myself honestly. What? Um. I guess just like teen uh, navigation of teenhood, and um, I'm not using words well. Nope. Um, <laughs> Which is weird for you. <laughs> I just got off work, I guess. Okay. Um, the whole, you know, well, coming of age type yeah, stuff. I, I guess. guess, but for me, the tone is too wildly different. Yeah, uh, that that makes sense. The tone is different, yeah. So for me, Clueless is almost a farce. It's um, borderline parody at times, and it's a little more cartoony than Fast Times, where Fast Times has moments of true gravitas, where it can be fun sure. and goofy, but then you have these moments you're like just devastating. And there's a more, it, there's, I think it's more honesty. It de- I was going to say it definitely feels more authentic. Like, it's just, it's, you're just, like, viewing this experience from afar as opposed to Clueless that feels a little uh, 
created for your entertainment. Yeah, and I, I think the big difference is, is that Cameron Crowe, of course, this is based on his memoirs when he yeah. went undercover back as a high school student. So this is a, true to life. He experienced all of this. He might have exaggerated some things, but most of it is based on real life. I read the book, and it is a little bit different. It's it's not as entertaining by any means. Um, and, and Amy Heckerling was much younger, so she was closer to that age group. Now, what I see in Clueless is almost as if she asked, like, her daughter, hypothetically, I don't know, or, or, or you know, whoever wrote it asked the next generation, hey, what's popular right now? And that's that's mm-hmm. the tone. It doesn't feel like it's authentic. It feels like it's secondhand. What are kids into now is the question being asked. Yeah, I see that. But with with fast as opposed to, as opposed to fast time, it feels like like legitimate. Right. Like this is what's happening. Well, and I know that Fast Times is set in California, but it feels more like all American. Do you feel that? Whereas Clueless is specifically this rich, cool, hipster neighborhood that's only in L.A. Yeah, because, I mean, they spend half the time at the mall, and that's sort of... I mean, pretty much every setting is very... um, Even though it's set in California, like, oh, you know, the mall and high school and the crappy jobs at the burger place, you know, that's all... We've all had that those experiences they're all very and i I hate to say slightly generic uh but in the way that makes it relatable to anyone Mm -hmm. um yeah and i can't i can't relate to clueless at all i think it's hilarious yeah but can i actually relate to it no not really (laughs) and both movies though are ground zero for the next generation of actors and we got this a lot um, every handful of years, like uh, we got our first big burst of the next generation with uh, American Graffiti, and then we got this movie. And who knew? It's usually once every five to ten years is what happens. But in the '80s, we were lucky enough not only to have Fast Times at Ridgemont High, but then we got the the John Hughes world. All those guys became like post Rat or the Rat Pack and post Rat Pack. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to. I guess the two big differences why these movies stand out and are so well remembered is because they kind of went against the norm of what was going on with the teen genre. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High was more than just cheap exploitation titillation. It has nudity in it, it has sex mm-hmm. in it, as drinking and everything, you know, all the cliches, but it's grounded in reality and it gives you just this next level. And I think a part of it is because Amy, Lee, Amy Heckerling isn't filming it the way that maybe a, a male director would as just like, oh, this is cheap, uh, low-budget exploitation. Mm-hmm. And, and Clueless is the movie, everybody gives credit to Scream, but I think people forget that Clueless and The Craft came out before them, before it's Scream, and mm-hmm. those two were big hits. Uh, mind you, Craft wasn't as big as Scream, but those two are actually the first of the teen revival. Sorry. No, you're okay. I zoned out just a sec. For okay. a sec. La, 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 okay. la, la, la. Okay, you ready? Uh-huh. Okay, I was going to play, like, excuse us, we're having technical difficulties right now. Please hold. <laughs> play some elevator music. <laughs> Which is what I did right before this. I think I broke my computer. Oh, no. La, 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 la. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, I'll figure it out. Um, Later. So, uh, Fast Times okay. Mahai, uh, with this you get Sean Penn, um, I believe this is right after Taps. People uh, gave him appreciation in Taps. 
And I think that's more the gears that he was on for the rest of his career. His Spicoli role seems to be an anomaly. It's something so silly and fun, mm-hmm. and yet he never really wanted to do that again. He doesn't really seem like he has a sense of humor. Yeah. He seems very, very dead set on being like, I am a professional, I am a character actor, you know? He wants to lose himself in a role, but not have the fun part mm. of it. Yeah. Do you remember when I used to nickname Some you people... Spicoli? Yeah, I had a lot of nicknames. I don't remember why that one came around. You were wearing a uh, hat like he does, like one of those sock hats, and your hair was blonde at the time, and the way you wore the hat is exactly how he wore it in this movie, and you looked like like the hairstyle, not your face, obviously, because Sean Penn looks like a, a, you know, a dropped shoe, uh... But you had. And I'm adorable. Yes, you're adorable. You're uh, the uh, the cartoon version. If they ever made a cartoon version of like a Spicoli, <laughs> um, you shush. Okay. I know. I have no idea where I'm going with that one. Uh, I don't remember that, but it makes sense. I ca- I think I kind of remember like the time period. And uh, we had. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say I had a lot of interest interesting nicknames over the years. <laughs> Mine was always "Hey douchebag." <laughs> Uh, we have Jennifer Jason Lee breaking out uh, this, and I, I think hers is the best performance. It, without her, I do not think this movie works. Well, I mean, she's kind of the heart of everything. Right. I mean, she is the central character. It's, it's sad that the other two actors, I, th- I really think, yes, Judge Reinhold's in this, Phoebe Cates is in this, uh, and you have a bunch of other you know, older actors, but I really think that the, the, tri- the, the triangle is Damone, Ratner, and Stacey Hamilton. Those are the three most important, and it's a damn shame that Damone and Ratner, they never really had careers. Yeah, but they... Damone got a band named after him. True that. If you guys have never heard Damone, they're a fucking A very, rad. very good band. Yeah. Such a uh, good band. But what I see yeah. in those two is that more than anybody else in the movie, those two, Ratner and Damone... Um, Robert Romanus and Brian Backer, they own those characters. That is every... They, if there is... Besides Spicoli, those two guys really know the character that they're playing and lock it down, whereas I don't feel that with everybody else. Well, who else is there to care about? Right. Well, I mean, here's the thing. is Phoebe Cates is kind of a shithead in this movie. Um, and she's mm-hmm. full of it. She's completely full of it, and, and her, her lies and about And giving her... the worst advice ever. Yes, and, and oh, my older boyfriend, he's so sophisticated. He's better than these high school boys. There's no boyfriend. It's like the kid in camp who says he has a girlfriend in Canada. <laughs> oh, I never really thought about the fact that she made it up. I don't know why, but that's funny. <laughs> she probably did. <laughs> She's trying to, like, impress a 15-year-old girl with her made-up boyfriend. That's yeah. so dumb. <laughs> it just, it, well, those are the stakes in high school, though, because you're a very small fish in a small pond, and you're desperate to stick out in any way whatsoever. Think about our high school years, the guys that would brag and lie and, and, and just show off mm-hmm. of the dumbest things, and, and none of it mattered in the real world. Yeah. I must remind our audience, I've mentioned it before, I don't think I've mentioned it with you, but we had a gang in our high school, a country town of very, very few people, and we had a gang called, I kid you not, The Monarchs. (laughs) 
Really? Yep. I didn't know that. And that's, it only lasted for a little really bit because we all, yeah, there are all these lame white kids from, uh, what was that, not Roanoke, what was the other, uh, Warren, they were from Warren, and they would come into Huntington and uh, act all badass, they'd sit on, they'd sit on top of phone booths and flash gang signs, whatever, they're named after a cigarette pack, but the Monarchs, come on, I just want to, every time I hear that, I just want to go, Dark Adventure! <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't remember that, but I mean... I would contest that very, very few things that happen in high school have any value in your life after high school. Yeah. Like, it's all just stupid. It's just stupid. If you tell somebody the best years of your life are high school, you really fucked up. <laughs> Agreed. The, um... I want to give credit to uh, the older actors in this. Vincent Schiavelli is one of the creepiest, yet so deadpan in this. And it's amazing. I feel like he's playing the same character in Better Off Dead, even though his name is not Mr. Rock. (laughs) Me too. I was going to say, does he always play teachers? No, well, I just watched Night Shift, and he's a very, very brutal, mean delivery person. (laughs) So, no. And Ray Walston uh, as Mr. Han is a true delight. That whole every every exchange with Spicoli is a little bit magical, really. <laughs> Did, have you ever seen the TV show? No. There's eight episodes. I didn't. E- uh, go ahead. I didn't even know there was one until I was like looking it up and saw that she. I think Amy Hackerling directed three of the episodes. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite shows. Um, it only lasted eight oh. episodes. It's uh, it's basically uh, a much tamer, obviously, because it was on CBS, uh, version of the movie. We have Mr. Vargas and um, Mr. Hand, I think, are the only returning people. And, and this is the cast. How? Go ahead. How does Dean Cameron play Spicoli? Like, is it good? Uh, first episode, he is truly horrible. They give him nothing to do except go, yeah, yeah, and I was ready to bail. Everybody else is fine, but his was so bad, and I, I, I love Dean Cameron. Um, then all of a sudden, the second episode, somebody else must have taken notes or whatever, and it's like, what are you guys doing? You give him something to work with here, and mm-hmm. uh, episodes two through eight are magical. Um, but we have we have Courtney Thorne Smith, we have Patrick Dempsey. Uh, Wallace Langham, who went by the name Wally Ward back then for some reason. I feel like there's somebody else. Oh, yeah. Else. I looked at this picture. I looked at the pictures and recognized a lot of the people in the show. Yeah. And, oh, Claudia oh. Wells. Yeah, the girlfriend from the first Back to the Future. Yeah. So you got some names in there. Oh, yeah. I thought she looked familiar. Yeah. But, um,. Still, it just can't compete with the movie, though. I, I think just it's not just the magical cast. I think it's just something about the way that it's all put together. I don't mind the almost anthology way of putting it together because I don't get bored. You're, you're I mean, mm-hmm. if, if I'm, I'm seeing this movie enough, but I'm still not 100% certain this is a full school year, right? The movie takes place from fall to graduation. It starts... It starts, like, right before school starts, and then, yeah, right when school ends. So it's one school year, yeah. Okay, just want to check. Um, but, yeah, this this is one of my favorites. Now, uh, is there anything else you want to say about Fast Times before we switch over to Clueless? I would say that I'm sure it wasn't, you know, trying to make uh, any kind of point by doing this, but I thought that it was 
in one way kind of refreshing that they didn't have to show girls who were interested in sex uh, in a super negative way, like uh, it was an okay thing to be curious and for her to, you know, experiment, which is, you know, it's good to show positive viewpoints of sex, although I wish she was just a little more careful and a little smarter. Yeah, but that's also the honesty of it is, you know, the first time it doesn't go the way she thinks it's going to go, and the second time she doesn't uh, use protection and she gets pregnant, and then she has to deal with the repercussions of that. And I, I don't yeah. think it's supposed to be pro or uh, anti-abortion. It's just being no, matter of fact about it. I'm I'm saying like movies then could be made and they could do things and say things and they didn't have to always be making a point about something. Right. It's it's not a, a political statement it's, or or something like that. It's often very different now you know I always watch you know I go watch movies that are 10 years old 20 years old whatever and just like oh well that couldn't happen now because of how sensitive many people are that these movies wouldn't be made in the same way anymore you know what I mean right it's just an acknowledgement of how much it's changed that's all I, I like the tedium of some of the stuff that they do, too, because the life that Brad has, uh, he thinks he's a hot shot, you know, fast food worker. He's like, I'm upward mobile. I'm going to be really successful. That's why I need to break up with you. And, and oh it's just such low-level yeah. success. It's it's kind of like it, – it does really kind of show you, though, a lot of times the difference between being like uh, a, a – a 15-year-old in high school and an 18-year-old in high school that they could, you know, be in the same places, working the same places, going to the same school, but your mature, your maturation process, like, is totally different at 15 than 18. Well, yeah, well, we we have the same... Your priorities and stuff. We have the similar thing, is you and I are three years different. I was a senior while you were a freshman. And our worlds rarely ever collided, and the focus is completely different. Mm-hmm. I was by the time you were a freshman, I was starting to freak out because I was graduating, and I didn't know what the hell to do, and I had to start applying for colleges, right. and of course I had to be able to afford it. So that's my perspective at that time. I was like, I got to go get a job, I got to get a car, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. So it's it's unique. So it is, but it is also, I think, um, accurate. Yeah. And how different his experiences was than hers. I mean, he. Did we ever even see him in the high school? Because everything, his focus was so different. Well, I think there's only one scene, and that's in the very beginning. You know the one where Nicolas Cage pops up? And the the kid, the the guy from uh, Police Academy, they're talking about the classes that they wanted and they couldn't get or whatever. And then he starts discussing with him about possibly breaking up with his girlfriend. Also from Better Off Dead. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, Amanda Wiss from uh, Better Off Dead. She's always, like, breaking up with people. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting to see some of these actors because I think it's Nicolas Cage's first movie. I think it's Forrest Whitaker's first movie, and so it's kind of interesting to see oh, people at the uh-huh. very beginning. That whole thing with with Forrest Whitaker's character was kind of strange. I guess I don't really know like what it's like in Southern California in the was it supposed to take place in the early eighties? I mean, was it taking place in the time that it was made? 
Yeah, I believe so. I mean, it was written, what, like 78 or 79, maybe? And so, I mean, there's a three-year gap there, but it's... For us, it's hard to tell. Like, you and I know from our high school years, there's a huge difference between 1995 and 1998, pop culture-wise. But I really don't know the difference between 79 and 82. Okay. Um... Uh, I guess it was just, it was sort of weird because he, he was the only black kid in the school except for his little brother, I guess. And they kept making weird, you know, comments about, does he live here? I thought that he, they, he flew in to, for the weekends to play the games and stuff like that. And it was just like, this is Southern California. Do they not, does there not very many people other than white people at the time i don't know it wasn't very much diversity it was just a little odd i mean that was totally something that would have happened like in our high school yeah well, but i yes. didn't ex- <laughs> i didn't expect that to happen in california i just thought it was a, an odd little thing in there right. oh you know what it has to take place in 82 because there's that scene in the beginning when he's trying to sell tickets demone's trying to scalp the tickets and he's trying to sell Cheap Trick, oh, yeah. and he says nobody's into Cheap Trick anymore, which is weird because they were so big, like 78, 79, so yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's valuable, because sometimes I can't always tell when it's supposed to take place, but um, Brad made me pretty sad, that's what I'll say. I think he maybe was a lot more pathetic than he thought he was. Especially <laughs> just that whole, the, the bathroom scene. And it was, oh. he's like, doesn't anybody knock anymore? Why didn't you lock the door? The, door? <laughs> yeah. the horror yeah. in her face is so realistic when she walks in. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But, um, uh, I guess. No, I, I don't think I have too much else to say, I guess. Except for... Damone, man, he thought he was pretty cool, and he was not as cool as he thought. No, but I love his performance. He is so good. His uh, his advice and his relationship with that other kid, uh, very, very interesting. When he forgets his wallet, and he has to call Damone. Oh. <laughs> Four more Cokes, please. But- <laughs> But also, also that, but also, you know, they're creating the whole vibe about how, like, they're really little kids trying to act like grown-ups on this date in, this, in that German restaurant, that scary German woman in those gigantic chairs that made them look like little babies. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was a good, a good, they did a really good job of, like, creating a really, really like the scene that really shows how awkward it is. Right, it's it's, it's be, out of their elements. To try they're, they're, to, right, they're trying to. But here's the thing: is there are some yeah. moments in this, and it has uh, a real good comedy. But I don't think she hammers you over the head with it like she would with her later movies. No, you're right. I think uh, her other stuff. I think it's trying a little too hard, especially when she gets to the point of vamps. She's trying too hard. Yeah, I've never I'm not seen saying that. there aren't enjoyable moments, uh-huh. but it's just like it doesn't it's not natural. Right. So anyway. uh, so with Clueless, like I said, I think she's this movie basically saved her career and it also revived the teen genre. I think people forget that this opened the same day as Judge Dredd and everybody was certain that it was <laughs> gonna get slaughtered. And that Judge Dredd was going to be the big movie of July. 
And when it opened, mm-hmm. Judge Dredd cost $80 million and opened with 14 And Clueless opens with like 20 And it cost maybe 12 And all of a sudden you're Did getting... Did we this... go see Judge Dredd? I did with Ron, and then we ran around. Uh, we walked, we went and saw Judge Dredd and Batman Forever, and then we were at his house, running around like lunatics, screaming, "I am the law! <laughs> I am the law!" <laughs> uh, well, I saw Clueless at the drive-in. Do you remember what you saw it with? Because I, uh, knew I do not, because nothing else mattered. Okay. Um, I saw the like. There was a special on MTV where they were having, like, a premiere party or something. And they, like, showed the movie at the beach. And it was all very hip and cool. And I just so desperately wanted to go. And so mom took me to the drive-in, like, the opening day. And it was, like, I well, I was 15 or 14 if I hadn't had my birthday yet. It was just, like, I felt like the coolest person in the whole world. That's great. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we lived in a very amazing. small town that had one theater downtown and the drive-in. And, uh, if, mm, this always sucked, didn't it? Because they, they'd show a movie at the theater, and if it wasn't any good, they had to sign a contract for two or three weeks. So you're not going to the movies for a while if you don't want to see that movie. And thank God we had the drive-in sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we would see double features, and of course, most of the time we didn't want to see the second feature. We would just go anyway. I'm trying to think of what could have possibly been out yeah. around that time, and it's usually from the same company. So you might, Congo maybe? Congo? I don't remember. All right. Um, I can't think of anything else that they would pair well with that. But I did. I know that I saw Congo. Like, I could have very well seen it at the theater. So uh, maybe it was it. I don't know. I, well, no, hold on a second. I saw Congo at the drive in. So maybe I did see Clueless with you. <laughs> I don't remember now. I feel like I didn't see it till video. I guess we'll do some figuring it out later. Yeah, I got it in my book. Okay, so uh, with Clueless, we get the next generation of actors. And I'm going to tell you, I know Can't Hardly Wait is not a sequel. I know this. But it feels like at the school across town, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, the poor uh, uh, school. And that's where everybody's having their party. And Breck and Meyer and and Donald Faison got a band together. And they went to perform at this house. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I know it's not true. I can feel it. Okay, how yeah. the fuck, how long has fucking Stacey Dash played a high school student? Because she was a high school student in 1987 in the Richard Pryor movie Moving. And that was eight years before Clueless. And I think, wasn't she how in the show? How long there a... has. Yes, she was in the show. You're right. That's crazy. Um, how long has Paul Rudd looked exactly the same age? He does. Same I wish people would stop saying he looks great, but he does not look the same as he does here as he does in Ant-Man. There's clearly a difference, I but know. he looks fantastic. He's a hunky dude. Now, this is his first release um, movie, but it's not his first movie. His first movie is the Halloween, uh, The Curse of Michael Myers, which they pulled from theaters to reshoot hmm. and also... They knew that he was going to be in Clueless, and they were hoping that it was going to be a hit, and then it was released like two months after this. Hmm. Have I seen that? I don't think I've seen that one. I think that's the only one I haven't seen. It's like, pretty rough, movies. man. It's it's uh, it's one of the worst of... I mean, there's a lot of... The whole Halloween franchise is fucked up, so it's, it's, I'm only going to it because it'll take forever. But that's where he started his career. a big, big old mess. Yeah. And, and did you think that Alicia Silverstone's uh, career would be over within five years? No. 
It's, it's, it's kind of a shame. Definitely it's, not. But she had Excess Baggage, which I'm told I need to watch. I own Excess Baggage. I have never watched it. It's in a collection of other movies. You've never seen it? I know. I've never seen it. How can you have not have seen it? I was so obsessed with uh, Harry Connick Jr. I know. And I, yet I never saw it. And I even have it. I literally have it in a teen movie collection with, like, Can't Hardly Wait and uh, six other movies. Loser, also a Amy Heckerling movie. Um, I've watched Loser, and it's not good, but I've seen it, like, three times now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not good. Um, to answer your question, I believe she played a high school student until the end of Clueless TV show, which was 1999. It's a long-ass time. She had to be in her 30s by then. Um... But yeah, Alicia she Silverstone. She was born in 1967. Oh my God! Holy shit! 19. 19 she's she's so pulling she's like a Kara Smith. Kara Smith was on Dawson's Creek playing a teenager when he was like 28. <laughs> it happens sometimes, but dang, that means she's like she's like 53. And I heard she's and a she hot good. She's a hot bag of garbage right now. She's a uh, one of those Fox News heads, and uh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's all you have to say. Yep. Uh, Alicia Silverstone, she had Batman and Robin and, and uh, Excess Baggage, and they both didn't do very well. And then she had the, what was it, Blast from the Past and Bachelor? No, no, that's not, that's Renee Zellweger, isn't it, in The Bachelor? Yeah, it is. Okay. But I love Blast from the Past. I think it's one of the most underrated movies of all time. Right. But I, I don't think it's because of her, though. I, I think it's because of Brendan is so... No. Oh, and Chris Walken. She, I think the problem is that somewhere along the way, she lost what we liked about her in this movie, in Clueless. Oh, I think she's just sort of... Blandish. Yeah. I don't know. Do you th- do you think it's weird really. that she's one of the few people to start off in music videos and have a full-fledged career? Does that happen? Who who started off in music videos besides Courtney Cox? <laughs> mm, don't know. Yeah, it's strange. Maybe there's more than I know. But um, we also have Brittany Murphy. I, I This is right after, what, not Torkelson's, but there was a spinoff of Torkelson's where it was two families that got together, right? Almost Home? Yeah, um... Yeah, I think it was almost home. Man, I really liked that show. Yeah, we watched it a lot. Was uh, Jason Marsden in that? Yeah, that's right. Jason Marsden. Yep, yep, yep. I'm a big fan of him. I... I feel like Brady Murphy in Rest in Peace, and this is no negative real knock on her, but I, I preferred her as a support than a lead because I feel like the scripts they gave her as a lead were always like, well, we offered this mm-hmm. to everybody else first. Here you go. Yeah. I mean, I really like her. I liked a lot of the stuff she did, um, but I can see where you, what you mean by that, that she was a good, like gal pal or side character girls interrupted she girl interrupted she was so good in that and dropped it gorgeous she was great in that yeah i love her in drive of course with uh, mark uh DeCoscos. and yeah but yeah i don't know as a leading lady it, it was so so i guess um sin city she was good in that oh, right. yeah she just supporting roles she was really good but, um, it's super sad what happened to her. Like, she had a lot of promise. Yeah. It's, it's such a weird way to go, too. But um, I don't want to get too depressed on this. But I also want to mention, not just is this the introduction no. of 
Well, no, Breckenmeyer was in a few movies before this. He is in Buffy, right? Buffy and I think Freddy's dead. I'm almost certain he's in Buffy. Am I wrong? I'm going to look him up. Um, but Donald Faison's introduced in this I'm movie. And sure. Jeremy Sisto, it was his second film. And I, I, I really like Jeremy Sisto. I wish he had a better mm-hmm. career. He's done some really interesting things, uh, including his many, many uh, episodes he did on um, Six Feet Under that was confusing and disturbing. Oh, right. He was kind of messed uh, up. He was on an ep- Brecken Meyer was in an episode of Wonder Years, L.A. Law. He was in, I guess, Camp Cucamonga, although oh, I don't yeah. remember that. Oh, yeah. He's on the backwards hat it, and the skateboard. Good thing I have it on, good thing I have it on DVD. <laughs> we have, we, gotta do, we um, gotta do an episode about Camp cra- Cucamonga. <laughs> the Craft, Party of Five. No, he was not in Buffy. That's so weird. I said <laughs> he was in Buffy. Okay, well, I was wrong about that one. but There's um, a lot of people... Yeah, sorry. There's a lot of people who do like, okay, who have like you know parts in that show, but it was not him. I remember the episode with Wentworth Miller. Yeah, no, I'm talking actually about the movie. I thought he was in a 1992 movie, um, and that's another one too. I forgot oh. is School Ties and Buffy the Vampire Slayer introduced a whole new generation of actors too. So the, I guess the 90s are more littered with these than I thought they were. Yeah. I think there's a lot, a lot going on. You know, I just think that that there, it was just kind of a fluke for her in that whole music video thing because it's been a long ass time since there's been music videos on MTV. You know, oh, I mean shit. that's part of it. Yeah, it's. Uh... Well, what about did didn't um didn't what's her name her her person in the video with her? Oh um, right, Liv Tyler. Tyler. Didn't she get? Yeah, I mean, that's a, right? is, is that a cheat? I'm not sure if that's a cheat since her dad. Nepotism, but I guess it still counts, so you're right. Um, but let's talk about the movie real quick. Um, I think the wild difference is, uh, like I said, it feels like it's, it, it's, oh, hey, what's popular right now? Well, Ska's becoming really popular. Well, who's the biggest act in Ska? Yeah. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Well, let's have them perform three songs for some reason. And I love Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, but I thought it slowed the movie down. Um it was weird. That whole section is a little odd. And, and you know, the movie's only an hour and a half. Yeah. And that could have been cut, some of that. Do you... Uh, and, and then they're trying to do catchphrases. And, and as if actually stuck. A lot of these teen movies, they do that. I think it was in Never Been Kissed, where he's trying to do it. It's almost a spoof of Clueless, where they're trying to come up with sayings. And that's so Rufus or something like that. And he goes, stop trying to make that a thing. <laughs> Oh, that was also in uh, Mean Girls, where the girls trying to make up catchphrases, and they they say that stop trying to make uh, fetch a thing. Oh, okay, okay. But um, Clueless so definitely maybe it's says it more than once. Yeah, and I think she's really funny in this, and for some reason she just never captured it again because uh, I think she wanted to be taken more serious. And I th- I think the problem also with Clueless is that. Um, I cannot connect to Cher at all. And she's a character that seems so empty until the very end. But even that turn mm-hmm. isn't completely believable. No. Yeah, she's sort of a caricature the whole time. She's not a real person. And, like, some of the people are real people. Like, well, not very many of them. Uh, like, 
whatever Paul Rudd's character and uh, Brecken Meyer and maybe Ty, Brittany Murphy's character, is sort of. But uh, I think that's part of the thing is that they all just sort of seem like fantasy people in a faraway land. Yeah, and I'm having a very, very hard time believing that Dan Hedaya could give... His chromosomes could become part of Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> he looks like a thumb. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a cigar that's been that... gnawed on for a while and then put out in the uh, ashtray. Yeah. I want to say, too, though, that the, this movie is is very quotable. I probably haven't seen it for, like, three or four years, and I could almost quote the entire movie from beginning to end. I, you had the soundtrack. Or is that just my pr- proof that my proof that I've watched the movie too many yeah. times in my lifetime? I, well, I remember there was. I think there was only one hit off the soundtrack, and it was after the fact, and it wasn't because it it debuted on the soundtrack, but it became a hit later. Was "Fake Plastic Trees" by Radiohead, and I was just like, it's such a weird song Aww. to have in the soundtrack because everything else is more up. Well, they have to have moody music because Josh. Paul Rudd's character is a moody, moody dude. Right. Who is the guy that she's attracted to in the first place but then comes out of the closet? I have never seen him again outside of this movie. Nope. I don't know. He has a, he has a familiar vibe, but, but I don't actually know who he is or I've yeah. ever seen him again. I, I, oh, Justin Walker. There he, he is. Like, I kept looking and I could not find him. Hey, daddy-o. Like, he was <laughs> yeah. all very, like, weird. Very weird. Well, he, he acted uh, for about 15 years after this. But real small stuff. Like, direct video and TV movies. Stuff I've never seen. Yeah. Um, I enjoy Wallace Langham and Twink Kaplan's relationship so much. They're so goofy. Oh, really cute. Yeah, and, and I thought that was great. Now, I don't remember. Um, I remember, the only thing I remember about the TV show is Julie Brown. Not downtown Julie Brown from MTV, but Julie Brown from MTV, if that's not confusing enough. Uh, she was the funny one mm-hmm. with red hair. I feel like she took over for Twink Kaplan's role in the TV show. No. No. She was the gym teacher on the movie. In the movie, was she? Oh, oh okay. No, no. I, okay, I remember now. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch the show? I watched one episode and I was like, Nah, not for me. Mm, maybe, maybe I caught it af- after school one time. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't watch it per- on purpose. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to look right now. I want to see like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. How many actors from the movie went over to the show? Of course, this was different than this, CBS. This... Go ahead. This one had a lot more of the same. Oh, this is one yeah. of the most most crossover casts. I remember that, thinking, man, there's a lot of people like, yeah, uh, Donald Faison, Stacey Dash, Elisa Donovan. Oh, I hated her in the show, but um, this guy's... Well, I didn't know Wallace Shawn was on it, too. Yeah, I don't... Julie Brown... Strong. I, know. I know. I was surprised to I see mean, his a name fair too. Amount, that's, yeah, that's decent. Yeah, that's like five. Hmm. Oh, Bill Kirkenbauer played the coach. Please tell me the coach on Clueless is the same coach from Just the Ten of Us. Please tell me he played the same coach. That'd be so great if there was a crossover because that also means it's a crossover for <laughs> Growing Pains. <laughs> yeah, 
Coach Graham Bullock. Do you remember Just the Ten of Us? We used to watch it all the time. Yeah. It is! It's the same teacher! It's Graham Bullock! Ah, I love it. How? 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 I dare say I might have liked just the ten of us more than growing. Oh, we, I think we all did. <laughs> and the problem is, is that it kept it kept skirting with the um, hi Pepper. <laughs> it kept skirting Sorry. with the um, the FCC about how far they could go with a family show because they wanted to test the limits. And growing pain sucked ass after uh, just the ten of us went on the air because all the cool writers. From Growing Pains went over to the new show, and that's when Growing Pains got like, well, we need to add another kid. Oh, and now we're going to let Mike Seaver run. Not, well, he is Mike Seaver, right? It was Kirk Cameron's character. You know, all of a sudden they changed because mm-hmm. he was more powerful and he found religion, but not in the... You know, you know the whole thing. He's a... To me, he is an embarrassment he to the is. entertainment industry. He's an embarrassment to Christianity because he doesn't understand tolerating well, other people. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say that because I don't really have, uh, any stake in the game. So, yeah, well, maybe, but not my place. Yeah, but he's got to save Christmas. Oh, yeah. Shockingly awful. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so ask me, answer me this. Do you know, is Rachel Blanchard, and I don't want to cheat and look it on my IMDb, is she, the one that took over for the, uh, the role of Cher, is she from Sweet Valley High TV show? Is yeah, she, I'm pretty sure that she was, yeah. That's the one with the twins, right? I don't... Yes. Okay. I don't know why I even know you, that. Are, you, you, are you unfamiliar with Sweet Valley High? Yeah, because I was too busy reading Three Investigators I only, and I only Boys. read, like... <laughs> I only read like 800 of the books. I'm curious as to looking back on all the popular YA novels of our generation, especially the series, how many of them got adapted? And I feel like, because we got three investigators finally with two movies. We got Sweet Valley High. There's a Babysitter's Club movie, which we'll end up covering sometime. Um, no, You know what? You know what? She didn't, she wasn't on the Sweet Valley High. I think it was the the gal who plays Juliet on Psych. That's not. I, don't I thought that was. Her name. That's not the same person. I thought Rachel Blanchard was on Psych. No. Okay. They look. That gal's alike. name. I don't know why. I'm, they do look a lot alike. Her name is Maggie Lawson. They do look a lot alike. But I think she was the one on the Sweet Valley High. Okay. I think. Okay. I don't know that I ever watched the show. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> We're not going to admit to it, no. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I was committed to Saved by the Bell all the way through the years where Screech was teaching. Come on. Love Dead Come Silence. <laughs> um, all right, so, I'm, just, I'm trying to see if I was right or not. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, I'll sing a song while we... Uh, where did you go? Okay, we're done. Did you find out? So it does. I don't. I don't think it was her either. Oh, geez. what? I don't. Know okay, that. we'll figure it out some other I time. I don't. It's really has nothing to do with. It. No, it doesn't. It's a tangent uh, on a tangent anyway. on a tangent. No, no. It was, says it was Brittany Daniels. What? No, from Joe That's Dirt. That's what it said. Yeah. Wow. And oh. her apparent twin, Cynthia. 
Real twin, <laughs> real twin, or like parent trap twin, yeah. but not parent trap two twin. I guess. <laughs> they were th- th- legit twins, I guess. Wow. I don't know. Oh, I just re- I don't remember that show, but I remember her on that '80s show. Yeah. Oh, and Sunny, of course, Sunny Philadelphia. Um, oh, we, before we go off any more tangents, let's probably wrap this up. I don't know what the next episode will be. Right. We'll kind of throw ideas around, but uh, I, I, I'm all in on Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Obviously, I am literally wearing a Fast Times at Ridgemont High t-shirt right now. Um, so that is my choice. Clueless, I, cool. I, think, I think it's more focused on, and it's fine. You can have movies that are more female-oriented, and they don't technically have to appeal to both sides. It's it's fine. It's not terrible. Well, I just not, couldn't connect with Cher. We're not we're not talking about we're not mentioning something that's kind of vital to this plot line that that Clueless is also based on a book. What? Like Fast Times at Ridgemont High is. Really? It was all quiet uh, on the Western Front. Say yes. <laughs> it was. It it is based on Emma by Jane Austen. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's scary that I actually know that, but so it's the it's, only it's the only Jane Austen movie I've ever seen because I was in love yes, with so, Gwyneth. So if you know anything about that, you realize that, you know, it is a modern teen twist on Emma and uh, that does kind of make it a little more interesting. Well, that's weird. That started a trend, um, but, too. Think about that, because four years later is when we started mm-hmm. getting all of those. We got the remake of Pygmalion and Taming of the Shrew, mm-hmm. and um, uh, what's the one that got banned for a little bit? Uh, the, uh, uh, don't say don't say Pygmalion like that just was a new thing. I mean, they no, made no, no, no. A, but, a movie of... Right, but I'm saying when they, they took the trend of taking old stories and rebooting them into a teen high school movie is what I was saying. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you even talking about? Oh, right it's now? it's that called literally I so oh, old. it was called Oh, is it was a remake of Othello and I feel like there was a bunch of those around that oh, time. Oh yeah. What was You're the, right. I do remember that. Get over it was one too, right? Wasn't it a Midnight Summer Dream they remade or something? Um it wasn't it wasn't like I mean, it was, that was part of the plot that they did that play in the movie. It was uh, a mid... Uh, what's it called? I think it is a Midnight uh, a Summer's Night Dream. Shakespeare, yeah. So you're right that there seems to be a lot of stuff that was built around books. Right, and whatever it takes reinventing. is a remake of Cyrano de Bergiac. So it's, that's going to be a really interesting trend that we're going to hit later. Hmm. I like it, I like it, I like it. it is, <laughs> am I ashamed that I've seen every single one of these movies? No, I've seen them all too, and I enjoy all of them. I just watched Whatever It Takes last year, and I know it bombed, and it got horrible reviews, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Do you have it? Because I want to see it. Uh, I think it's free on Crackle. Okay, cool. Um, anyway, I would say of these two movies, uh, I definitely think that they have each have their own time and place. That yes, there are a few similarities, but you're right. You're right. They're very, very, very different movies. Um, and I will always want to watch Clueless before I will want to watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Sorry. Really? Okay, yeah. Um, I'm not. But, I'm not uh, saying it's a better movie. No, 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 I'm right. saying it's more enjoyable. For right. Me. The, the, well, some yeah. people have a predilection for a certain type. Like you love Say Anything, which I thought about pairing with this because it's also a Cameron Crowe movie. Um, 
You enjoy it more than I do, but I think I also saw it too young. The trailer sold it as a comedy, and then I saw it, and it was a heavier yeah. drama than I expected, and I was thrown off by it. But I will say the semi-sequel yeah. to Fast Times at Ridgemont High is called Wild, The Wildlife, and it is garbage. We did it for an episode years Aww. ago, me and Andrew, and I do not like it at all. Well, you know, there's always there's often a mistake in making sequels to classic movies. Um, I'm thinking for the next one, uh, let's do a John Cusack episode. There's a few in there. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I love John Cusack so much. Yeah, I want to do Better Off Dead. we got to do Better Off Dead. And then we'll find another one to go oh, with it. Maybe good, One Crazy good, good, Summer? Because we want to talk... Because we want to talk about Amanda White some more. Yes, we do. Hey, hey we, let's, let's do that. The connective tissue to every episode. <laughs> um, that's right. Because uh, I've already okay. done, uh, I did Hot Pursuit, which I saw a thousand times growing up um, uh, uh, a few years ago. And there's Say Anything we haven't done. And that's kind of the end of his high school movies, I think. He only did four or five. Well, there's The Sure Thing. Um, that's another good one, a road trip movie. That wasn't high school. That was college. Was it, was it college? Okay. You're right, you're right. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's some choices there. And of course, yeah, Journey don't of, question jur- me about John I won't, Cusack I won't, movies. I won't. The Journey of Natty Gann has to come up at some point, too. Mm, okay. <laughs> and then we'll I see, think for we'll June... We'll see how to make it work. For the summer, we can do episodes about camp movies and, 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 and summer job movies and stuff yes! like that. Oh, my God. <coughs> ooh, 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 ooh. I got excited. Can we do... Um, camp Kubamanga? What's the one with John Oh, Candy? yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. John Candy. Uh, well, is that a teen movie? Summer Rental? Oh. No, I didn't mean Summer Rental. The one with... With... Chris Young? Him and... Yes, Chris Young. Uh, Great Outdoors? Maybe. Oh, that doesn't seem like a teen movie, though, but it's borderline. No, you're right. I mean, there he does have a summer romance. This is true. Maybe. We'll talk about it later. Um... Uh, uh, okay, we can talk about it. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff here, but uh, uh, there's some camp movies. Your list is actually smaller than I thought it would be, but we'll find something and we'll have some fun with it. And um, that is it for this episode here. And check us out. I almost didn't say that right. Check us. I'm from another country. I'm from Germany. <laughs> check us out on Facebook <laughs> under Hit Rewind Podcast. If you enjoy our show, subscribe. Uh, let us know how we're doing. We actually got a really good uh, comment from the... Uh, he didn't know who I was. I've been in there a ton of times and I work across the street. But the guy who runs the video store across from where I work um, really enjoyed our That Thing You Do episode. So thank you. Cool. Yeah. Um, Yippee. So, is there anything you want to plug before we go? Wait, there's nothing um, going on, I haven't it? left my house in 47 days, so I have absolutely nothing to plug. And if she can do it, you can do it too, you whiny bitches. Go cut your own fucking hair and order some take in, you bastards. Wash your hands. Wear a mask if you have that- to. Shut up. <laughs> Enjoy some good movies. That's it. Okay. I, don't, I don't know how to end it. So, bye, kids. <laughs>